welcome to Night Color with Bigfoot Radio. It is January 15th, 2020, and you're here with me tonight, Lauren Smith. Uh, Dustin had some family stuff come up, so he um, he's hanging out. He's listening to the show, but he can't uh, tune in or he can't chime in, I guess. So it's just me and these lovely ladies. Um, so tonight, uh, the weather's fine, by the way. I know everybody's wondering about that. And um, so tonight we have Sisters of the Moon, who are some good friends of mine. I'm very excited to have these ladies on. Um, We've actually had them on before, but I think they've had quite a few encounters since then, um, a lot of action going on. Um, So in 2016, these five ladies met because of their common interest in Bigfoot. These like-minded ladies clicked instantly, and a few months later, Sisters of the Moon was born and their adventures of a lifetime began. Um, They searched with determination to find out just what is Bigfoot. And I will also say that they are not witches, because I feel like that needs to be said. (laughs) How are you doing tonight, ladies? (laughs) Doing good. Doing good here. Doing great. Doing great. So we got Debbie and Sandy on tonight. Um, Some others may join us, but for the time being, we got these two, and... Um, I'm very excited to have you guys on. I'm very excited. I know y'all have both had experiences since you were on last time, so I'm excited to hear about that tonight. Oh, yeah. Yep, it's just us girls tonight. (laughs) Girl talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I... Want to start out with the standard question: um, How did you get into this topic? Um, Debbie, we'll start with you. Oh uh, well, let's see. I grew up not far from South Arkansas, and like I've said a million times, I played in the woods there with my cousins, and we knew about the South Monster, but at that time we didn't know that it was a Bigfoot. We didn't even really know what Bigfoot was, and. Uh, even though Patty was filmed, you know, back in 1967, I believe it was, by the time The Mm -hmm. Legend of Boggy Creek came out, I think that was in 72, and I was just a little kid. Um, We went to see it, but our parents told us that it wasn't real. You know, even though it said Mm -hmm. based on true events, they didn't want us to get scared, considering we were little (laughs) kids and, you know, who were playing in that area. So they told us it wasn't mm-hmm. real. And then um, and when I was 14, my daddy and I were hanging Christmas lights on the front porch of our little house out in the country in Malta, Texas. And um, we heard this sound that we had never heard before. It was like a scream, a moan, a growl, a roar, all of it put together. I mean, I just couldn't think of any other way to describe it. And it scared scared me. And my daddy told me to go in the house and get his gun, and I wouldn't leave him out there and begging for him to come in. And before mm. anything else could happen, we heard the roar again, but this time it was closer to us. And daddy definitely was like, go get my gun now. And I had started crying, begging him to come in, and then we heard it again, and it was just a few feet away, it sounded like, from our carport. Mm. And he literally pushed me in the door, coming in behind me, and went and got his gun. And uh, we'd had a few other things happen, but we didn't relate them to Bigfoot, you know. 
because we didn't know about Bigfoot, just just the spout monster that I was told didn't exist, <laughs> you know. But um, when I finally got a computer, I was in my, Lord, mid to late 20s, I believe, and uh, that had always stuck with me, that sound. And I, by that time, we had heard about Bigfoot, and there was just a few things every now and then you'd see about Bigfoot. So I started searching the Internet and eventually heard the sound that my daddy and I had heard on the porch, and it said it was a Bigfoot. And I've just been fascinated mm. with it forever, basically. It's so amazing to me because it could have gone the other way. You know, you could have been terrified of it and just refused to believe it was true or, you know, just it could have scared you. But I think it speaks to a lot to who you are that uh, you went after it with a vengeance instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm sort of a adrenaline junkie. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's like a key uh, character. I'm going to say trait and not flaw that all of us have. Um <laughs> When we're researching this, it's like we all have that same um, adrenaline need or just, you know, we're we're all not scared of it. Um, yeah. It's probably, I don't know if it's if it's bravery or just lack of uh, brains. I'm not really sure yet. No. Um, There's a fine And line. then you also, yeah, there is. And then you also uh, met the love of your life out there doing that. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah, that's the truth. We, yeah, Bigfoot. A... It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Mr. Larry Porch is from Kent. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's also a researcher, and that you know kind of drew us together. There's a long mm-hmm. story there. It's a fight. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, all right, hold on real quick. We got someone else I'm going to bring on. I don't know who it is. Okay. Hello? 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 Who is this? Hello? Lauren, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Henry. Who do we got? Henry Edge. Henry Ed. I am so excited to have you here. <laughs> oh, thanks. What a compliment. I am. Oh, of course. I'm so glad you could make it. Thanks for having me. So glad. Absolutely. So I was just having the girls tell how they just, uh, how they got into this topic. And so I think Sandy was about to tell us how she got interested in this topic. Oh, I probably got interested in um, about where a lot of people did, the the movie The Legend of Boggy Creek. I never knew of anything about a Bigfoot until that movie came out, and um, it just intrigued me and terrified me all at the same time. But um, I re- like I've said this before, I remember looking on a map and going, oh, wow, you know, I'm far away from that monster so I don't have to worry about it coming all the way over to Georgia and getting me as a little girl no. but it still intrigued me really big time and um, and I remember always being fascinated with it and it is an adrenaline rush there's nothing I've my whole life I've loved to 
something to scare me for some reason. And that was one of the ultimate scares is to think something like that would be after me. But, um, you know, and then my my son, one night in Odom, Georgia, where I was living for several years, he heard an incredible roar, scream behind the house. And um, we later, a couple of days later, checked it out on the Internet. And, and every single sound that I pulled up, he said, no, Mom, that's not what I heard, or no, Mom, that's not what I heard. And for kicks and giggles, I pulled up an alleged Bigfoot howl, and he didn't even know what I had clicked on. And he said, Mom, that was it. That's what I heard. And that really started spiking my attention. And and um, that's when I was telling my sister Barbara, who's also a sister of the moon as well, about it. And it really sparked our interest. And um, I have been in a adrenaline junkie about Bigfoot ever since, but my first time I said I was going to go check this guy out, I was petrified. I wouldn't let Henry or Barbara go to bed the whole night. We had to sit by a campfire, and every time one of us started nodding off, I'm like, no, we can't go to sleep. I don't want to see that thing. If it comes towards us, i got to be able to get up and run like I could have outrun it anyway, but but that's how it all got started with me, and um and I've come a long ways. Um, now I get excited when they come around. I don't, I don't almost have heart failure no more. But, and I don't know <laughs> if it's because I'm a little, little bit crazy. <laughs> I probably, I guess I am a little bit crazy. But it just, it just does something to me. I just, I love the, I love the excitement of it. And I'm, and I do want to learn more. So, um, I don't think I'll ever learn everything there is. But I don't know anybody that will. So I'm not alone in that. No, yeah, definitely me. not. <laughs> definitely that's, not. Hey, I that's think, how I got started. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't think you're, well, I think, okay. I don't want to say you're not crazy, um, but I think you're not <laughs> alone a little bit. in being crazy. <laughs> I think we're all crazy, so I mean, <laughs> there's that. It's a good crazy. It is. It, yeah, it's a good crazy. It's a fun crazy. Yeah. Yes, yes. I would much rather be this kind of crazy than normal, right? <laughs> That's right. Amen. We have more fun. People Absolutely. remember your name when you're crazy. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> um, might be on your tombstone, but they remember it. <laughs> um, Leave a legacy. All right, Leave so- a legacy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, Henry, how did you get into this topic? I had an experience down on some bottom, muddy, boggy bottom land hunting with some men folk in my family. I I didn't turn around and look at it. it. I just knew that there was a giant behind me, and I kept that to myself until I became friends with at uh, college with a girl that was a naturalist at Beaver Stand. She was from Hochitown. And I told her the story. And usually people would say, oh, how scary, wonder what it was. But she just said, I, sounds like a Bigfoot to me. And I said, what? But she, her brother oh, had seen him. And, you know, that was years after that I even had a clue what that was that I ran into. That's crazy. It's crazy it to get that crazy. reaction from somebody. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. She said her brother had seen one. He was clearing off. He was running a dozer, clearing off the place, and one had walked out in front of him. And that's down in McCurtain County, up by Hochitown. I just assumed that's where he worked. But that that that's where it all got started. And you know, I moved off to Dallas and I worked, and but it was always a little tap on the shoulder. Hey, remember me? And then I moved home and. I was able to look into it, and I am addicted. And so fortunate because <laughs> yeah. I meet all these great people. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best part of it, besides, you know, just the passion for it. I think just meeting, meeting all the amazing people I've met, you know, it's just they're like family. So um, it's like an unexpected I agree. bonus. <laughs> Exactly. I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It, it, it is so, you know what I, I was like that my my family never questioned, you know, never gave me a hard time about it. They always just knew that and that that means a lot, you know. I I wouldn't know how to act if my right. family didn't believe me. Yeah. Yeah. I can say the same thing. Um my mom, you know, I've always had my mom. Um, and she's the one who got me into this. So I guess I've never really worried very much on whether anybody else believed me or not because she does. So I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't really need anyone else to believe me or not. So um, I've been blessed in that, I guess. But she's got standards, too, by what to go by as far as, you know, because, uh, you know, when we were talking about sightings and stuff, we, you know, she just wanted to make sure that, um, and I told her, you know, that's what I've seen with my own eyes. I'm not, and I like that. I like mm-hmm. to have standards and, you know, just don't mm-hmm. assume that. That cool. everything's a Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's definitely taught me a lot. She's my Bigfoot Yoda. You know, she's taught me um just, I mean, so much over the years, and I tell her that all the time, you know, just how blessed I am to have her um, to teach me all this stuff, because, you know, I, I do go out in the field, and I do go with various people so that I can learn while I'm out there, but I've been kind of blessed that I was, like, raised up just her putting all that in my head, or just me absorbing it from her, and I have, you know, all this knowledge that I automatically, I, I know, and so, um you know, that's been, that's been great. Yeah. She's a great lady. She's, uh, actually listening to the show right now. So, um, pretty sure, you know, (laughs) yeah, she, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick. Mm -hmm. When are you going on your solo camping trip? That, that is this weekend. Mm -hmm. I know. So if y'all don't, do what? You broke up a little bit. Are you going to keep us updated? If you have any oh, signal absolutely. at all? I I yeah. will. Um, I probably won't have any signal. If I do, I will definitely update y'all. Um, you know, um, or at least I'll film and then upload it later. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I've gotten a lot of pushback, which I'm sure you guys understand. Y'all probably get it too because you know. Um, we got yeah. protective people and fellas in our lives, but um, 
Uh, I've gotten a lot of pushback. Oh, my gosh, you can't go alone. Oh, my gosh, you know, um, aren't you scared? Aren't you scared of, you know, some crazy person out there or, you know, getting eaten or whatever? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not – I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. Of course I'm, you know, wary of what's in the woods. I'm like, you know, I'll be packing. uh, I'll have, you know, my weapon. I'll have – I'll be aware of my surroundings. Um, You know, I'm – I'm not venturing, I am venturing far away from the car, but not too far to where I couldn't get back if I didn't need to or if I needed to. Um, you know, I'm I'm being smart about it, but um, there's quite a few people, and I, I take it as they care. Um, you know, they're like, they care about me and they want me safe. They don't want to see me hurt. That's how I'm taking it, not, you know, oh, you can't do this, because that's kind of how I am is when somebody says, oh, my gosh, you're going to go do that? I I don't think you should do that. It immediately makes me want to do it more because I'm like, well, yeah. I, I need I need to do this. You know, I feel this need to – and everyone's like, why are you doing this? And I said, well, I want to see if I can. You know, I want to go out there and see if I can do this. And uh, also I just really want to go alone and be out in the woods by myself and as women, we know we get more interaction from the Squatch than men normally do um, right? because we're less threatening. And so that's kind of another piece of it. I would like to go out and see what kind of interaction I have. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, top on my list, I don't, I don't want to be hurt by some crazy person, and I don't want to be eaten by a mountain lion, death from above. You know, yes, of course I'm worried about that. But, um, you know, I'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I want to do this. So um, I will definitely let you know. It's kind of a rite of passage thing or something. I said it's kind of a rite of passage thing. Yeah, that's definitely how I feel. I understand. That's how I feel about it, too. I want to do this, and I may never do it again, but I want to do it, see if I can. And um, I've gotten flack for saying that. Uh, People are like, oh, you're just so stupid. I can't believe you're doing that. That's not safe. And I'm like, we're would you be saying this to a guy or just, you know, is it just because I'm a girl? Because, I mean, I know a lot of guys who wouldn't go out in the woods like I do either, you know, with or without other people around. So, exactly. Um, anyway, so I'm pretty excited. Um, I told I told my friends, I said, watch, this will be my first sighting. I'll have, you know, a bona fide sighting with a squatch and I, I – won't have anyone there to back me up and say it was ha- that it happened. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that well, would be well, enough for me to have that experience. Are you, gonna, but... are you going to carry video cameras and stuff like that with you? Yeah, I'm bringing plan? my recorder. Also, I uh, bring in my recorder. I have a GoPro as well. Um, so as long as those hold out, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. This is something I've also wanted to do. And almost mm-hmm. did it one time, and I had my little mm-hmm. dog with me, and I thought, well, he'll help me where I won't be so scared. Of course, I was going to stay in my tent, and mm-hmm. I decided against it because I was worried that if something happened, he might start barking, and then it would mm-hmm. either scare them away or make them want to come in and get him. And I didn't want mm-hmm. either one of those to happen, but eventually yeah. I want to do the same thing. Right, yeah. Um, I want to take my dog as well um, because I feel like he's a little alarm system, um, but I'm scared it's going to be too cold for him. 
I don't know, because he's, he's, you know, a little 15-pound carrier, and and um, I, I wouldn't bring him for defense on anything but an alarm, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how cold it's going to be. It's supposed to be 28 degrees at night um, on Saturday, so we'll see. Well, but I'm pretty excited. Let us know <laughs> as soon as you get back. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll um, probably go live on the way back when I get signal, just to kind of tell about it, see if anything happened. If anything happened, I'll go live. If not, I'll just post a status update saying I'm alive. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate y'all support for sure. Um, I know that y'all know how it is, so that's that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear all about it. Oh, I, I'm definitely. I will. <laughs> well, thank you, and I'll definitely update y'all. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I figure if I can do this, then I can. I can do anything. I can go out anywhere and do anything, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to Sisters of the Moon. Um. So what would you guys say, and and this can be each or um, as a group, what would you say your scariest encounter has been? Well, hmm. and Lauren, you know, I think you probably heard it before, but it was when I hit that big one at Sulphur with the fire light and he turned around was locked in on me that that was scary. Yeah, that would do it. That would do it. Yeah, they were they were completely different than I think than the ones you'd run up to, you know, in Belwachitas or somewhere. They he didn't care when we saw him. Oh. But he did have yeah. That, that scared me. That scared me, and then but it, they acted like they was. You know, they would just get so close, and they didn't want to have anything to do with us. They weren't scared of us. That's intimidating. <laughs> yes, it was intimidating. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be very intimidating. And I, For me, know, it was, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Henry. Go ahead and finish, honey. Oh, um, I was just saying, I was just going to say that, you know, I I saw, I had read all this about a barrel chest and barrel chested, and that night I saw barrel chested, and when somebody mentions barrel chested, they think that. Mm-hmm. I love Sandy, my sister. Well, I guess the scariest one for me is when me, Barbara, and my niece, um, Stephanie, was at a Texas Bigfoot conference a couple of years ago, and we were out um, camping at the end of a road near the conference and out of Jefferson, Texas, and um, they um, they were trying to intimidate us. We had played the gibberish, and they had um, jumped out of the trees. We heard the big booms, and they were running upside the running upside our little camp area, um, that that was pretty intimidating because we didn't know what the gibberish meant anyway, and um, it really got them riled up. We didn't know if they were going to 
keep going or if they were going to come back and kill us. So we didn't know what to expect. But fortunately, we're all here and nothing nothing drastic happened. It, it, but it was it was pretty intense. Um, yeah, that's the scariest I've been Other than seeing actually What I think was um, a juvenile walk walk by At um, Tribulation Bay one night with me and Debbie But we've seen the shadow of one But um, but the, the jumping out of the tree And the shaking the water and all that That was a little more aggressive So that really got to me that was for me, and I know Debbie's got a good one. <laughs> we know Debbie's got yeah. a really good one. Well, I mean, that would have all funny, done it to me. <laughs> the funny thing about the night we had the all-nighter and the, the gibberish was recorded, I was more excited than I was scared when I could tell that it what was actually what I thought was, you know, Bigfoot activity. Everything that was happening was it was it was just overwhelming, but it was so exciting and um when they you know when we finally went in the tent and then had something messing with our tent, that was a little i don't know it's a little excitement too, but then you are kind of wondering, okay. What exactly are they doing, and why are they doing it? Are they doing it just to try to scare us, or do they have other intentions? But mm-hmm. I think the excitement beat out the the fear, and that's where I guess some people probably will call us crazy. But mm-hmm. the only time I can say that I was truly worried during all of that, ironically, was when I was hearing those human-sounding cough, and I felt Mm. that it was actual humans out there. That's Mm -hmm. when I was scared. That's when I thought, okay, is this some bubba's that's come up out of the woods, you know, and I've got to know if this is humans out there. Because as crazy as it sounds, I was more relieved once we ran outside two different times trying to catch these whatever was making these calls in the act and nothing was there, you know, I thought, okay, humans are not going to be able to disappear this fast. And then of course, with all of the Bigfoot activity, you know, or, or what we assume was Bigfoot activity, of course, and the sounds and the whoops and calls and hitting the tent and all of that, you know, with that, Mm -hmm. that was just pure excitement more than anything. But I was scared when I thought it was possibly, humans making those coughing sounds that we were hearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes me, like, the fact that something that humans might be close makes me a lot more nervous than anything else in the woods. Yeah. And and that's that's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. So we have a standard question that we usually ask besides how did you get into this? Um, So our standard question that we love to ask is why do you do this? 
why do you keep doing this? Even if you've had a sighting, even if you've had the best encounter, you know, made friends with the Bigfoot, why do you do this? Um, Debbie, if you want to go first. Um, well, it is kind of like an addiction. <laughs> I guess it's a good addiction to have, um, better than <laughs> a lot of addictions out there, but it is. Mm-hmm. It becomes addiction. And then even when you've had experiences and encounters and, and even sightings, you still have that need to know more. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. with everything that we do know, there's so much more that we don't know. And like I've said a million times, the more I learn about these creatures, the more questions I have. And, mm-hmm. you know, just that that's why I do it. It's fascinating. It's an addiction. It's intriguing. And I want to learn as much as I can about them. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only way we're ever going to truly find anything out is by having these encounters and learning from them mm-hmm. one way or another. And, and then sharing what we've learned and what we've experienced with others and maybe piece by piece putting those pieces together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, so Henry, why do you do this? Why do you continue to do this? That, you know, I, I was sitting here thinking, you know, why do I it's to to see another one, I think, just to see another one and to see what characteristic it has and I'm, I'm just in awe of them. Something so mm-hmm. large that, just, that most people don't even believe exists. It's just this, they're just fascinating. I I just want to see another one. You know, I just want to see another one. Mm-hmm. Or say, you know, I run across some structures or something that just, you just are in awe. True. That's a, I mean, that's a valid reason. What about you, Sandy? It's um, it's what Henry said. Um, I I want to, I want to get a, a better view. I know that they're out there. I've I've seen a juvenile in my own backyard about three years ago, so I know they're there. And I've seen them walk by the tent, and I've heard, I've heard their howls. I've heard all their noises, but. And it's also for me, it's an adrenaline rush like crazy, and um, mm-hmm. and I love that excitement of camping. I love sitting out around a fire with friends, and 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 then you start hearing things, and and, and I don't know, it's in the pit of my stomach. I start getting this sensation, and it's like, oh my God, maybe something will happen tonight, and and maybe we'll get a spectacular view of one, and and um and. And to learn, to see what they do, and to try to remember every tiny little detail, and and learn from it, because um, there's so, there's so many questions out there for everybody, including mm-hmm. me. I have so many questions, and and it's like Debbie said, the more the more you learn, or the more you think you've learned, the more questions that pop up, and you you start questioning your own questions. Well, well, what? Well, you know, but it's it's the whole picture. For me, it's the whole picture. It's an mm-hmm. adrenaline rush. I want to learn more, and um, and I'm I'm addicted to it. Um, if I could go every weekend, I probably would. 
but I know I have other obligations. So, but that's what it is for me. <laughs> I hear you. You know there. what that I just thought of? Very well said. Mm, yeah. I I just thought of something when you said that, Sandy, about you know it's an addiction and we have addictions. Um, Larry and I, of course, because of Bigfoot, we met and. We've talked about starting SquatchersOnly.com. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so now, not only can we do SquatchersOnly.com, but we can have Bigfoot Anonymous for all of us addicted <laughs> Bigfooters. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my I, mean, God. I tell you, seriously, one way or another, Larry and I are going to get this uh, SquatchersOnly.com put up eventually and we're going to use that little uh, meme that you see that says you had me at let's go find Bigfoot <laughs> yes yes we, I think we've that's talked a really about good this idea. Or, yeah I do too we, I mean we talked because about then you this could have, about a you know, year you and a half ago you could have where it matches well, um, each other up and sees if you, you live close to each other, if you have the same squatch techniques or not, because, you know, you don't want to be out there with someone who just drives you absolutely crazy out in the field. Oh, I know. Exactly. Uh, we could put, what's your favorite <laughs> national park? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I that support is this. funny. I fully support this. Are you a woo uh, um, or do you believe in flesh and blood? Right. Well, um, there's what? Out of the out of the five of us, there's only one of us that's actually married. So there you go. And that's my sister Barbara. I know. Which I know Debbie Debbie's got her steady guy right now. <laughs> yeah, Debbie. Yeah. And I know she's crazy about Larry. I know they are. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um I, I mean, I, I recently, I, think it's a good idea. I, I met, some, yeah, it's a great idea, and and I met someone recently, and and um, we've gone out a few times, and and I remember on the second meeting with him, I said, I got something I got to tell you. How do you feel about Bigfoot? And he went, Big, what Bigfoot? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> real quiet. I said, oh, I guess this is about to be a deal breaker because I'm not going to give it up. But um, when I told him what I did, and then I was part of a a all female team, he went, "Oh my God!" He got so quiet, and he went, "Oh my God!" He said, "That's cool as this." I mean, he thought it was awesome. So I'm like, "Okay, I'll not see you again then." But but yeah, Debbie, you need to start that. There's a lot of single Bigfoot people out there. I tell you what, if I all you computer gurus out there that know how to get something like this started, don't y'all do it, but call me, and we'll work together, and you and Larry, and we'll get it going. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I fully support this. I think it's free. Yeah. I, I fully support this. Find love and Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. So many yeah, and I, we could see. Oh my gosh, it would be so. It, I, Debbie, I want in. Can I, I buy stock in you and Larry's new website? <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Larry's probably listening to this right now, going, "I can't believe she just put that out there on the air." Now, who is going to start it before us? 
I hope I get a discount on my membership fee. <laughs> yeah, we'll have we'll have discounts. Special ones. That'll be good. That'll be good. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask. Um, Okay, so whenever y'all go out, um, what do y'all use to uh, bring them in? Like, how do, you, how do, you, if y'all feel comfortable sharing your investigative techniques, um, what do y'all normally do when you go out? Well, I know we've played um, some really beautiful flute music before, and and um, and we do that. We do things like that, and um, but pretty much. We sit there and just around a campfire and ignore them, and they come to us is what I'm learning. So, but I mean, y'all, Henry and Debbie, you know, that's my input, anyways. Mhm. Yeah, I agree. I we uh, we don't do calls or anything like that around camp. We don't want to make it obvious while we're out there we try to act like just some girls out camping and enjoying a you know the campfire and whenever we hear something we'll kind of look at each other we don't turn our heads and look towards the sound or point or get up and go get our fleers and our night vision or anything like that we do have you know equipment but we'll just casually pick it up and put it to our eye and look around a little bit, but we may wait a few seconds. We just try not to be obvious, and we laugh. We have a good time. We cook good food, good smells, trying to bring them in, and then go to bed and have our ears on. During the day, it's when we go out and do, you know, I guess you could say any type of research where we are looking for signs of what could possibly be Bigfoot activity. Of course, you know, who knows, but we we try to see what we can find and and then rely on the night to just let it happen. Right. You know, I was thinking about uh, when we were all out and I was talking to Dan and Ricky and he mentioned something that uh, there was kind of a lull in activity as far as he was concerned. And, you know, I think there's something to that. I think that, I don't know what it is, but it's, I've, been, I've, been running dry for, I've been running dry for a couple of years. Um, hold on a second. My phone cut out there for a minute. So, um, yeah, I heard a lot of. No- <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my phone cut out, and then um, I was trying to get it back, and it connected to my Bluetooth because it just decided it wanted to. And my Bluetooth nowhere near me, and I'm just like, hello. Anyway, um, Perks is doing a live show there. Um, so. <laughs> So what what are some, what's your 
some of your favorite places to research? You don't have to give specific locations, but like what date and why? Well, Oklahoma for sure. One of mine. <laughs> and Sandy, we had boy, we had some really good activity in North Georgia. Yeah, we did. I, I really like really that spot. And that was Sandy. Sandy's pick in there. She did awesome. Well, thank you, Debbie Lou. I tried it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to go. I'd like to go with y'all to Georgia. You know, Georgia sounds like it's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, <laughs> we need to plan another trip back there. Yeah, we we did have good activity there, Lauren. Um, in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Uh, when when was it? It was the uh, first week of September. The first weekend September? in September, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I couldn't remember. It was September, and you would think uh, it would have been hot. Yeah, it was so but it was, nice. um cool at night, and this was the first weekend in September. It was awesome because we were so high up in a mountain. Yeah, it wasn't hot at all. I don't think I ever even broke a sweat. Mm-mm. We even had a campfire at night. Mm. But we, um, so we on had, that. Go ahead. I was just going to say we we had one that evidently came into camp, and of course I was sound asleep, and Patty was pulling on my sleeping bag trying to not make much movement, but get me over to where she could reach me and wake me up, and she finally pulled little two little strands of my hair, which hurt like hell. <laughs> And uh, that got my attention, and I, I leaned back and looked around towards her, and she's, she's sitting on the side of her bed and kind of just pointing and mouthing something to me, and I can't, of course, can't make it out. But the way she's pointing and then moving her finger down the length of our tent and then back down the side of our tent, I could tell that she was saying that something had just walked by, and, uh, and so she had actually seen the shadow of one between our campfire and our tent and it was very detailed she she said she could see like a little puff of hair coming off the top of its head and she could make out you know its arms and how long they were and that it had just a slight swing to it as it was moving and we did have a fire going and then we even had uh, some of those little collapsible lap, uh, lights, you know, that you can open mm-hmm. up to make them bright or push down some to make them dim. We had them down pretty low, but just enough to create some light because we do like having some sort of light out there. We've been very lucky with having some type of light. Like Sandy mentioned when we were at Tribulation Bay uh, earlier this year, or not this year, but last year. I forget it's 2020 now. <laughs> But um, we had some little light, twinkling lights behind our tent, and it put off enough light to be able to see something tall walk past our tent. And so they've come in handy for that reason right there. 
And then yeah. the next the next night after uh, the one Patty saw in Georgia, we were sitting around camp, around the campfire, and we could hear a lot of movement. We'd been hearing growls. Um, this had happened both nights with the movement and the growls and everything. And coming from the same direction that we believed the visitor from the night before had came from, we had some rocks. I know there was at least one rock in there. Might have been some acorns, too, because one of them bounced off of the table we had set up, but another one came straight through the air. I was sitting almost directly across from Sandy and Patty, and I saw that rock come hurling in right between both of them. And I just remember I said rock, and it hit the bucket that was sitting down by them between the two and bounced off of the bucket over underneath Sandy's foot. And she bent down and picked it up and held it out, and it was a good-sized rock. And it had hit one of them in the head at the force it was coming into the uh, circle we had sitting there. It probably would have hurt them. It had dinged them pretty good upside the head. Yeah. Yeah, I saved that rock. Uh-huh. And that was the same and, night, if I remember, Debbie, isn't it, that they tossed stuff at the tent, like wads of junk. Yeah. yeah, that was the same night after we all decided to go ahead and go to bed, got woken up by all that stuff being thrown on the tent. And, Sandy, that was the same night that this was the first time that we had decided to actually put a, a glyph, you know, a stick design out, or at least as far as I'm aware of it was for me, and uh, we decided to set it out at the back corner of our tent where it, you know, where Patty had seen it walk, and the next day that glyph had been changed up, and two of the sticks that were used on that glyph had completely disappeared and had been replaced by two other sticks, and what... What was so interesting to me about that is when Patty and I were down at the Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference last year in April, down around Huntsville, we had met Luke Gross, and he's he's been a Bigfooter for a long, long time, and um, he was talking to us about glyphs, and I know Barbara, our other, you know, sister of the moon, has done them on her property because... She interacts with them whenever she can. And, um, but I had never, you know, done one before. And so he had drawn out a pattern that he uses to just start out with, which is just a horizontal stick and then five laying, you know, in the opposite direction on top of it. And so that's what we had put out. And on that same sheet of paper while we were in Huntsville, he drew out several different designs that he had had as a result of them messing with them when he's done them. What was so Hmm. interesting is one of those designs that was on his drawing is how ours was changed to up in North Georgia. And it made two letter A's out of those five sticks. And so that that was pretty fascinating to me and caught my attention for sure that what he was seeing down here in Texas, where I am now, where I live, was happening to us up there in North Georgia. Wow, that is crazy. 
That is crazy. Which, you know, that just brings on more questions. <laughs> well, no, you know, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, that definitely, I definitely have questions, and it kind of, uh, I mean, yeah, questions such as, I mean, do they have the same language across the, you know, nation, or that, is it just this area, or, you know, like that, yeah, yeah, a lot of questions, all the questions. <laughs> um. So what, um, I have a question from the chat, a.k.a. Lori. <laughs> she said, um, have you ever seen eye shine? And if so, what color was it and what was the light source? I have seen mostly green. Uh, and it's either been from the moon or the fire. I've, once I've seen red that I can attribute to a big, and that's just one time. But I've always seen I've always seen green. Hmm. And you know what? I want I've wondered about that. Just with, you see, it's mostly firelight has been the the light source, but. Um, I wonder if they glow without any light source. You know, I wonder about that. I wonder about all kinds of crap. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've wondered the same thing because the ones I saw were um, yellow. Like, well, yellowish white, so they were just bright. But there was a light source of the porch light, so. I've seen red from what I believe was most likely <laughs> But I have no way of knowing for sure, of course, but we were camping and saw two red eyes, and they looked kind of low, but we had gotten to this area late, and it was dark when we put up the tent, so we didn't know the lay of the land, and it actually had gone up a hill back beside our tent. And uh, so while we were sitting in camp, I had my headlamp on, and the smoke was you know, billowing up, and so I was just moving around and looking, but trying to not act like I was looking whenever my headlamp would hit anything, and it caught these two red eyes, and uh, at first I thought it may have been a raccoon, even though I've never seen any raccoons with red eyes, but that was the first thing my head went to, because it was low, or seemed low to me, and Mm -hmm. then a little later on, I mean, and we kept I would move my head and then go back a little, you know, a few minutes later and catch it again and just moving around like I was talking to Patty because it was just Patty and I. And I had told her about it, you know, and then every now and then she'd look and she saw it. And then I saw one separate from that one that looked like it was peeking out from behind a tree because I could only see one eye and then it would disappear and then it'd come back out and then it would disappear and it was up higher. And so I told Patty, I said, well, either that's a coon on a tree, you know, up high, or it's something peeking out around the tree. And so we finally decided to move towards it. And 
while we were walking towards it, the one that was down lower, the the one that was peeping out, I didn't see it anymore, but the one that was down lower that we could see the eye shine, you could actually see that the eye shine turned like it was running away from us, but it would keep looking back at us. And I said, okay, I don't know a raccoon that would do that. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. And raccoons usually, I mean, I've had them where they've just come right up to us and they normally don't run away looking back, or at least that's not been my experience. So that was interesting. And then probably about an hour or so later, we saw eye shot again, but this was more of a little golden amber light. And uh, and so I I said, well, we're going to walk out towards this one. We're not going to sit around and play for an hour and a half with the other ones like we did. And so we walked towards it, and the closer we got, we could see that it was something little. We could start making out the the shape of the body, and you know it was real. The body was a lot darker than the night was, and it it was a coon, and it just kept coming, you know, acting like I don't care if you're there, like most coons. <laughs> but this was a totally different color eye shine too. So I feel like that the red eye shine could have possibly been Bigfoot. That's pretty crazy. Mm. I've seen I've seen eye shine, um and but I'm I'm just and I've seen I've seen red and I've seen um a greenish yellowish tone before but I can't say for sure that it was attached to a a Bigfoot, but I mean it would be in an area where we'd heard howls. But I, I don't want to confirm that's what it was because um, that's kind of how we are. We want to make 100% before we say it was or wasn't. So right. I'm not going to say that I have seen definite eye shine of a Bigfoot because I don't know 100% that I did. But, um, hmm. So I guess Henry um, and, and Debbie has had more success with that at the this point than I have. Well, that that oh, red eye shine it was the only that I've ever seen that I thought where I felt like it could have been definitely a Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, I can't I can't say for sure because I couldn't make out anything that it was attached to. <laughs> right. It was in a portal, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a revolving door. <laughs> I, um, go ahead. The red, the red I saw, and I saw was at Brown Springs, and I attributed to because of the how quick it it moved, and maybe it, maybe I was seeing one of them dog men or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm just <laughs> throwing that out. Thanks for laughing, Debbie. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> That made me think, okay, if there is such a thing as dog man, that, for some reason, that scares me. I don't want there to yeah, be a right? dog man. No, me neither. That like, scares me, too. Nope. I'm not okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's kind of funny, though. You know, here we are, eight foot up, and, you know, giant, hairy, <laughs> bipedal creature, monster, by, you know, all of all extremes, that don't scare us. But a dog man does. 
<laughs> yeah. We have our I don't levels know why. of bravery. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I see fangs, it's going to kind of worry me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the yeah. images you see that people have drawn of Bigfoot, there's not very many that look like they just fixing a rip your head off. Whereas every image mm-hmm. I've ever seen of Dogman, they don't look docile. They look ferocious. Yeah, yeah, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with a a werewolf looking thing out in the woods. You know, that's um, that does not make me happy. (laughs) No, I don't like the thought of it. So, hopefully, we won't ever. Since I'm going out in the woods this weekend. Man, but don't you know we don't want him part of werewolf. You're gonna be fine on your little trip. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna be fine. Um, my mom said that she's convinced I'm gonna end up sleeping in the car, and I said, well, there's a reason I'm getting so far away from the car, so I won't, you know, get scared and get tempted to go back and sleep in it. Plus, I gotta cross a creek to get to it, and I ain't doing that in the middle of the night. So, um, yeah, and that'll be the longest walk you ever make. Exactly. <laughs> Through the dark woods, cross the creek. Nope, that ain't happening. So, um, yeah, I think I'll be are fine. You gonna be in a, um, are you going to be in a tent or a hammock? A hammock. A well, hammock with a tarp your head up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it can't get me if my head's covered. Everybody knows that. That's right. <laughs> you can't see it, <laughs> it can't see you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but um, let's see. Hold on. She had another question. Um, why do you think women have more experiences than men? We smell better. Oh, that's mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> I don't know about sure. some of those trips we've been on. We we're starting. We put the <laughs> ink and stink. That's the truth. That's the truth. You know, I have so many people ask me, um, your husband lets you go out in the woods without him, with all these people? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you think I'm going to find love out in the woods? Have you ever smelled someone on day three of a camp out? Um, I don't know how Larry and Debbie snuggle with each other because I don't want no one near me on day three. It's onions all day, guys. It ain't, it don't smell good. <laughs> Larry and I both stink equally, so, you know, we don't know which one it is. <laughs> oh, no. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are gold. Seems <laughs> oh. yeah. like it's you or me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's most uh, grossest our, and our thing I've ever heard. <laughs> It's our softer tone voices, probably, and um, and they sense the gentleness of us. So men kind of come off as rah, 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 and women kind of come off on come mm-hmm. okay, you know. And um, so we don't intimidate mm-hmm. them at all. There's no male hormones jumping around anywhere, you know. And um, it's um, mother mother instinct stuff and. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I think. I just think we're not threatening whatsoever to them. 
So I think that's why women have better success often. I'm not saying men don't. They do. They see them all the time. But um, we, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of the experiences that our team has had thus far. And also, when you think about it, who's in the woods more often? It's men. You have men hunters. I mean, of course, female hunt too. But the majority, I would say, of course, are men. And most of the time when you see campers, there's people, you know, men camping, Mm -hmm. doing stuff like that. And so I think when they see a woman, they're curious. And, of course, we smell better. We do. I mean, that's that's a given. And it's just also because of our pheromones that we're put, putting off. And I think that might be part of it, too. You know, they're curious I, and they're... I think, I think men, men have more of a knee-jerk reaction of, like, the kill it. I'm not saying everybody does, but, the, you know... You know what I'm saying. You kill it then. If yeah. And, and that's not, you know, women don't go there right off. That's probably, you know, a man's purpose. And, but I well, hope that's not too really seen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. In, in southeast Oklahoma, you know, it, 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 it'll be, it, uh, you know, that's kill it. You know, that's. I'm not. I'm not. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That that. that mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've seen I, more men in the woods with guns, and shooting at things. And they probably want to stay away from that. I would think. I know I would. No, definitely. Definitely, there's very few men I feel like that are going to walk in the woods and be like. And not be aggressive. Well, not aggressive. That's not very nice. Um, want to make friends with it, I guess. Not that I necessarily yeah. want to make friends with it, but I'm less likely to attack it than I feel like a male would be. Um, just because they, like you guys said, they do have that tendency to want to protect um, themselves or anyone around, especially anyone around them. Whereas women, were nurturers. I don't. I think they probably watch us and think, "What the hell are they doing?" You know. <laughs> yeah. I know we look at each other and wonder what the hell are the other ones doing, but um. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm I'm sure they watch us making calls and doing tree knocks and you know all kinds of random things, and they're just probably shaking their heads like, "Oh my." God. God, they're how are how are they the master race? They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like I said, that's something that we don't really do. You know, at least anywhere around camp, we may go off a good ways off one night and decide we're going to stop and do some calls. We'll drive around in the in the evening, or we may go hiking. It just depends on if we know the lay of the land very good or not, but we don't do wood knocks. 
We don't know, you know, what they're saying when they do wood knots. We listen for them, but we don't do them. And um, we'll do a call occasionally, but it's not that often. Not when we're camping, you know. I think there's been just a few times where we have driven off to, you know, a few miles away and done some calls. But that doesn't happen really often when we're camping. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're not camping and we don't have plans to go camping one weekend and we just need to get some big footing in our blood, <laughs> then we may drive out, you know, and ride around and stop here and there and do calls, get us a quick fix for our addiction. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> that is so exciting when you get a response. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, Lauren, um, you and your okay. mother and I, mm-hmm. that's what we did a couple of months ago. We were riding around with uh, two others, and we just decided to pull over on the side of the road, and it was an awesome, creepy-looking spot. And we sat there with our windows down. We didn't even get out of the car. Of course, it was cold, but <laughs> anyway, we we just had been riding around and decided to stop and roll the windows down, and... We listened. We could hear movement, but, you know, who knows what all was out there. And then finally, after a while, I did a call, and we actually had a call back. It, you know, you never know for sure what it was, but it had a good sound to it, and it sounded like it was moving towards us. We had our recorders out. So that was pretty good. That was interesting for sure. I was at a friend's house that lived in the river bottoms, and I had a recorded call that I blasted out there and I called something up that was returning the same call and he was like well nobody ever told me what to do after I call one up you know have you ever read that anywhere (laughs) what the the hell do now no damn sure haven't (laughs) is is there a manual you know I I got to go home and she got to stay there and that I quit I quit doing that then Call blasting anyway. It's kind of like, what do I do with them now? <laughs> that, you know, it's like a dog. Yeah, and there was no information coming to me. It's like well, nobody's ever told me what to do now. Oh my God. You whip out your camera and get get ready. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I never have the. The only time I had a chance to take a picture, I never thought about it. Not once. I know, it's like you're so in awe of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You just want to take it all in. And then it happens so fast, too. Yeah. Um, so what is this? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what is the strangest thing you have ever found while out Bigfooting? Um, Bigfoot related or not Bigfoot related? Hmm. I have to think on that one. Like, for instance, we went out, and it could be Bigfoot related, so a weird um, stick structure or, um, you know, something like that. Or, um, like, we went out um, a couple months ago, and we stumbled on an abandoned camp. Um, 
it was abandoned deer camp and the tents and everything was rolled up under a tarp and there was a bucket sitting there and oh I was just convinced we were going to find a body under that tarp I just knew it um but it looked like some hunters just abandoned their camp and left and so then of course I had questions I want to know why they abandoned it did a Bigfoot scare them off what happened you know um so that was like the weirdest thing that we've ever found or that I've ever found while Bigfooting just you know what why you know it's so random I I I saw something that was seriously time it was a, a small stretcher and it was right off a trail and it caught my attention and and then just a few feet away there was a a, a hive of, and I thought I wonder if that was a warning for that hive. Hmm. I should have paid more attention. <laughs> we actually found a, a a camp, an abandoned camp too. Uh, Henry and myself, and I don't remember if Barbara was with us then or not, but it had been just left. I mean, it looked like they had taken up house there, and uh, there was some suitcases. You could tell that it had been out there a while, though, but it was still in good condition. But the scariest part about that, or the weirdest part, was there was a big old canoe, and it had bullet holes in the bottom of the canoe. But oh, my There was a yeah. kids' boys there, and um, they had taken, it looked like it had taken a chainsaw and made feet out of trunks, they've carved the back, you know, taking the blade of the chainsaw and go down the back to make a backrest. So they had, you know, a couple of little chairs and looked like they had a, a a blind set up, but the blind was facing out over the water to the other side where there was, you know, land and it was it was interesting. But the strangest thing I found is a bathtub. And hmm. I wasn't even out bigfooting at that time, but it was in the woods and it was a bathtub and it was just sitting out there in the middle of the woods and I was like, what the heck? Oh my gosh, that is weird. I, I found a, Coors, a can of Coors beer that you had to take an opener, you know, and open it that hadn't been opened and that was recently. That was kind of cool. You take it home with they you? Probably, that is yeah, I, I've got it. They probably saw a beer foot and dropped their beer. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> what kind of animals have y'all heard a big, or an alleged Bigfoot mimic? Like, what kind of animals have you heard that you really didn't think was that animal, but it tried to be? Well, the night we had the all-nighter, what I call the all-nighter, um, when we were setting up the tent and we had started hearing the moans, you know, it was still somewhat daylight, which was awfully weird that it started this early. But it had started out as moans. But then as it started getting darker and the moans continued, those moans began turning into different animals. It would moan and then it turned into a cow which I know there was no cow where we were. And then a little later mm-hmm. it moaned and turned into a chicken. 
uh, moaned and turned into a whimpering dog. And then the only time that I became a little uneasy is when it moaned and turned into what sounded like a bear. And even though I knew that there wasn't a chicken and a cow and, you know, it could have been a whimpering dog out there, but that bear, I knew that there were definitely bear in Oklahoma, maybe not a ton of them, but there are bears Mm -hmm. there. And so, but that was pretty weird because it was all four of those animals probably within a 30 to 45 minute time frame coming from the same area. That's pretty crazy and creepy and makes me think of, makes me think of non-Bigfoot things like skinwalkers and stuff. Oh, touch your mouth, girl. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to talk about that. Oh, I definitely don't. (laughs) Last time I talked about that, I had to bless my house, but um, (laughs) it does creepy maybe they were just maybe they were having uh the bigfoot were having a school and they were having class on how to sound like all the animals at one time (laughs) yeah Mm, that is very creepy it was interesting that's for sure Mm, probably could have gone my whole life without uh that that story (laughs) so um how do y'all feel about gifting if um mm-hmm. if I was going to to do it, it would not be anywhere near my home. It would be out where I'd be camping to see what would happen when I'd be out there. I'm just afraid that they would get too dependent on it, but that's my viewpoint and and if you quit gifting, I don't know what they they may I, do I would to never stop do. it. Never give food. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Yeah, like I said, it may be out of the camp somewhere, but I would never do it around my home. I think it's okay to leave like a little, not food. I agree on that, but maybe like a little um, toy or like an actual gift type. I know Barbara has a little shiny ornament. That you had interaction with. You go ahead and, and then, start bringing them gifts. Go ahead and start <laughs> bringing them gifts, Debbie. I bet you they'll disappear. Well, you know what I was yeah. thinking, Henry, is you know we hang those glow necklaces out, and we've actually, you know, the night we had the chime incident and everything, we had fourteen glow necklaces hung out. And we put them way up in high in the tree, hoping that, you know, we know raccoons can come out, you know, climb up the trees and get them. But we try to put them on the ends or at least, you know, little bitty branches where if a raccoon goes out to get it, it's going to break. But we like hanging them high up in the tree so at night when it's dark and it's just pitch black back there, we can still see those glow necklaces. But if it gets blacked out, then we know something big has just walked in front of it. But this one particular night, we had 14 put out, and we had stuff happen that night. Something was hitting the chimes over and over and over, and I was standing there watching the chimes, and there wasn't anything that I could see doing it. But when we went out the next morning and was checking on everything that we had, you know, done around camp, we could only find nine of those glow necklaces. 
and we looked all over. And then two weeks later, I think it was two or three, I can't remember which one, um, when we went back, when Barbara was with us, because we went back two weeks after that and then another three weeks after the second time. But on one of those trips, Barbara was there, and there had been a pallet, you know, a wood pallet leaned against the tree up under where the chimes were, and it was right there by our fire. And then we had all the firewood spread out on the side, and we had left all that there for when we came back the next time and so on. Well, that one time when Barbara was there, she had pulled that pallet away from the trees to pull wood off the pallet to throw onto the fire. And when she moved the pallet, those five glow necklaces rolled out from under it. So Mm-mm. something, something, you know, got those glow necklaces and then put them all under that pallet right there under the chimes that had been hit that night that they disappeared. So that was interesting. They might have- they might have taken them when they quit glowing and they brought them back because they thought they were duds. Right, <laughs> 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 oh, this is cheap toys. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we, we've never really had anything come, you know, taken that I recall. Other than that, off the top of my head, that's the only thing I can think of. Unless we just, you know, didn't notice it. Yeah, and, you know... When wind, the wind chime thing, they, there were, I'm, I'm, my guess is there were three up there, and they just were looking, I guess. Well, they made themselves known when they hit those wind chimes. Over and over yeah. and over and over. I caught that, that recording, was, <clears throat> which yeah, is the universal the language, you know. The uh, universal language to any species to stop that, I think. That's how I did my kids. When they were messing with something, I go, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't oh, realize that until Mark Noble said one, something about it one night. And I said, I've heard that. That's how you learn when you share all your information. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing that I want to I want to promote Mark Newble and Larry Porch's channel real quick. Beast TV is on Thursday night. <laughs> they that's what I like about their channel so much is that they do like to share and interact and help others, you know, that are doing the same thing. We can all learn from each other. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, They have a great show, and I love that they um, do share so much information on their show, um, you know, about investigative techniques and stuff, you know. Right. And people that, like me, you know, when, when I recorded the gibberish, I had a laptop that was I don't know how old, and it wouldn't work half the time, and whenever I did get on it, it would, you know, flash and blink, and the screen would act like it was going out. But I had mm-hmm. that gibberish, and everything from, you know, those three nights that we were at the place we call Tribulation Bay, where we had, you know, all that activity, and I mm-hmm. basically set on the audio because there was no way I could download any programs onto my old crappy computer I had. 
And when I finally, you know, when I met Mark and Larry, and then they were talking about Audacity and all of that, I tried to download it, and that's when my computer decided it was going to go on the blink completely. But mm-hmm. Mark Newble took the audio clips that I had managed to get off back off of my computer and recorded back onto my um, recorder that I had. He took those audio clips and he analyzed them, put them on Audacity and the spectrogram, you know, to, just to see what levels they were out of, at, if they were out of human range, if they were any known other animal. And that's one of the things that they do on their Facebook page, you know, Bigfoot Evidence Analysis Sawdust Team, is if you've got any mm-hmm. kind of audio or, or anything, you can send it to them if you don't have the capabilities of analyzing it yourself, and they'll do what they can to help you with that. Mm-hmm. How, so, how long was it, Debbie, from when you recorded that to till you got it? Do what now? How long was it between the time you recorded it and then, you know, Mark had it on a file? Oh, it was over a year. I, I was thinking mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, it was, was over that, a year. If you had went out there and, and, and flagged what you thought were prints and we never did cast them, and I could kick myself in the butt for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had put the pink flags around, but the thing about that was mainly we couldn't eliminate the possibility that it was our feet because it was they were all around the tent, the majority of them that we found. There were a few in the woods, but we had also been out in the woods, you know, too. When I say the woods, I mean the woods that were right there around our tent. But the better prints, what looked like prints, were right up on our tent. And, of course, you know, they had been hitting it and moving all around the tent and dragging stuff on the roof and everything. But we had been there, yeah. you know, setting up the tent. And I don't I don't really think they would have been very castable anyway because, you know, it was mid September so there was still a lot of grass and yeah, there's they grass and dirt. And I, I didn't I didn't find anything up there where I saw that leg or whatever. Go behind right. that what appeared to be a leg. There's just you know, I just that, that's that would have been a better place for them. You know, to find the prince up there on that ridge where you had seen the yeah. whatever it was running away. I need, I need, I need a lot of work in in reading sign and tracking and stuff. Well, yeah, I do too. We could all definitely benefit <laughs> from it. I know a railroad <laughs> track. You'd like to see one though. <laughs> Um, so, Debbie, is there somewhere we can hear the gibberish or our listeners can go hear the gibberish, like on Beast Page or? Um, yeah, well, let's see. Bigfoot Outlaws has it on two of their episodes. There's one where I tell the story about that night and everything that happened, and then he plays a lot of the audio towards the end 
and I think it's, you know, over an hour in, he'll play some of the audio. And then so many people were requesting just the audio that he put some of mm-hmm. it up in a little video, or not a video, but you know what I mean, podcast all by itself. Um, Bigfoot Odyssey just did a documentary on us back in October. And so the whole story and much, much more, including the gibberish and everything, is is on that documentary as well. And then I still have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, awesome. That was one of the questions I had sent to me. And I want to say that's all. Looks like we have about five minutes left, so um, I very much appreciate you guys coming on, or ladies, you ladies coming on. Um, Do y'all have anything big planned for your upcoming year? Um, Just keep on keeping on for me, but... Yeah, same here. I mean, we have have some outings coming up. you know, with the outlaws and a couple of week-long outings, and those are always fun. And then the Sisters of the Moon are always planning outings, too. And yep. like Sandy was talking That's about, we're, all, we're excited that she's going to come in. And we can, yeah. We can, when we can all be together, that's when we're the most excited, you know, because we don't all get to be together on our outings much. Right, right. Um, y'all all live so far away from each other and everything. Um, uh, so I'd like to real quick um, say that we are having our um, Falk Monster Camp out uh, the last weekend of February with Keith Crabtree. And I think um, Debbie said she's planning on going. So that's pretty exciting. Um, we'd love to see everybody there it's a free camp out um, first come first serve on a space and we have about 45 people going at this time um, quite a few more interested and um, so we're going to have uh, stories around the campfire we're going to have uh, research um, outings or excursions at night and I think there will be a movie played Saturday night Keith Crabtree will be there, Lyle Blackburn, Tanya Knight, um, Jeff Crypto Hulk Stewart, and Billy McDonald. So we're pretty excited um, for everyone that's coming so far. Um, We're going to have vendors as well for everyone and a raffle. And all proceeds, the campout is free, but if you would like to donate, um, all proceeds will go to support Alex Smith Park. to keep it hospitable for future Bigfoot researchers and campers. Um, so we hope to see everybody there. It should be a really good time. Um, I think Keith really wants to make this an annual thing where we all get together and hang out. And, um, you know, She Squatch is going to be there, and I think there might be another Bigfoot there. And I think I've about got him convinced to go play hide-and-seek in the woods with us a little bit so we can all see a Bigfoot. So. Um, <laughs> if you come to the Falk Monster Camp out, you're guaranteed to see a Bigfoot. Hey, what other people can uh, guarantee that, right? <laughs> right. Oh, I can think yeah, of one expedition uh, in Oklahoma. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, so we're really excited about that. So everybody try to put that on your calendar. Um, if not, you can, you know, still donate to the cause. And I hope to see all if or most, if not all of you there. And thank you, ladies, again for coming on tonight. It's always great to chat with you and hear what you guys have been up to when y'all can all go out. Um, and so we um, – you guys go out, get some more experiences, and then report back so we can have a part two or part three. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for good. inviting me. I feel honored. Thank you so much. Absolutely. No, I feel honored for having you guys here. Um, all right. So, um, Lauren, don't I'm going to – go ahead. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to look up. It's all going to be Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, no, thanks. Um and I will definitely report back after my hammer. solo. And oh God, yeah, um, <laughs> I'll have a tarp over me, so you know I might. I, I'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be all right. You can land on the tarp. I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, ladies, for coming on, and I will definitely update y'all after my trip. Good deal. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. All right. Good, Good night, y'all. Good night.